I'd like to welcome you to our service. I'd like to find your place in Joshua chapter 7. Joshua chapter 7 and, and verse 1. And The title of the message is, Be sure your sin will find you out. And there's no doubt about that. It always will. Be sure your sin will find you out. In Joshua chapter 7 and verse 1 it says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Boy, in chapter 6 here, if you read the story, it's a very familiar story about Jericho and how the walls came tumbling down. And, and uh, if you look in chapter 6 there in verse, uh, let's see, uh, verse 17, uh, through 19, uh, we see the defeat uh, of Jericho and God had commanded the children of Israel that they were not to take anything for themselves because the city was accursed. There in verse 17 it says, And the city shall be accursed even it and all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed when ye take of the accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. See, God had already warned them about the consequences of sin, just like he warned Adam and Eve about the consequences of their sin. Hey, the day that you eat of that fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, ye shall die. You're going to die. There was a warning made. Here again, we see that there's a warning. But all, verse 19, the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron and consecrate are, are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. In chapter 7 and verse 1, we see that one man disobeyed God. And 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4 says, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. You see, he broke the commandment. He broke the law of God. For sin is the transgression of the law. And be sure your sin will find you out. Here, here we see already that that sin, we, there was a recognition that sin had it occurred in the camp. In verses 1 through 5, we see the awful result of sin. It, it didn't just affect the person that sinned, but it affected the entire people of Israel. God's wrath was kindled against all of Israel because of one man's sin. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 36 men died in what should have been or supposed to be an easy battle. And the Bible says that the people melted because of that. They became discouraged because of what happened. In Romans 5.12 it says, Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. All of a sudden everybody's guilty because of one man's sin. Then in verse 12 through 15, we see the only remedy that there is for sin. 
In verse 12 it says, Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed from among you. There was only one remedy. Up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. In the morning, therefore, ye shall be brought according to your tribes. And it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come according to the families thereof. And the family which the Lord shall take shall come by household. And the household which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he had, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly in Israel." Here we see that God gave them one remedy for this sin. In verse 13, we see that there's no toleration for unconfessed sin. In verse 14, each person would have to give an account. Verse 15, we see that there's a judgment for sin, burned with fire. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In verse 16 and 18, the search is narrowing down. And just imagine how that man that sinned, think about how he felt. Boy, in Numbers 32 and verse 23, it says, Be sure your sin will find you out. In 1 Timothy 5.24 it says, Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment, and some men they follow after. Well, if you read over in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 10 through 15, it says that all things will be revealed at the great white throne judgment. Oh, may the Lord help us to realize that there's nothing hid before God. Whether you're saved or unsaved, there's nothing hid before him. In verses 19 through 23, we see Achan's confession. In verse 21, this is what he says. When it got to his turn, he says, in verse 21, he says, When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight. Then I coveted them and took them and behold they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Hmm. What's the first thing he said? He knew that he wasn't supposed to touch that. He knew the consequences of touching these things. But yet the Bible says that he saw. When I saw these things, in Psalms 101 and verse 3, it says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. There's nothing wrong with those garments. There's nothing wrong with the gold. There was nothing wrong with silver. But God said they were a curse, so therefore anybody that touched them or took them was breaking the law of God. And that's the problem. He said, I saw these things. And instead of seeing them as God saw them, he saw them a different way. In 1 John 2.16 it says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. You remember back in Genesis chapter 3 
Oh, Eve saw too. She saw something. That tree was good. <laughs> oh, it was good for a lot of things. Even though it was, God said, don't eat of it. She spent way too much time looking at it. Well, think about David over in 2 Samuel chapter 11. Oh, he too saw something he shouldn't have seen. He spent too much time looking at a young lady. They were both Eve and David in a place they should have never been. Eve should not have been in front of that tree looking at it. Number two, we not only did he see, but in verse 21, he said this, when I saw among the spoils, then when he gets done describing what he saw, he says, then I coveted them. That means I wanted something that wasn't mine that I wasn't supposed to have. David coveted. Eve coveted. Achan coveted. In 1 Timothy 6.10 it says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and, plea and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Think about the sorrows that's going to happen to Achan because he coveted. In James 1 and verse 14 it says, But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth uh, death. <coughs> the lust of the flesh. David saw, and then he coveted, he sent. He saw that the tree from the, the, the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was good for food. And she took, she coveted that. She fell to the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Oh, ye shall be as God. Your eyes are going to be opened. And then in third thing we see here in his confession, he said, I coveted them and I took them. You know, you'll see people and you watch these videos of people breaking in to, to different areas and they'll look this way, that way and see if anybody's coming, you know. But they fail to look up. They fail to look up. There's a God in heaven that sees everything. See, Achan thought he could hide that what he did and he could just hide it in the ground. And keep it away from any, out of sight. I mean, nobody else knew about this but him. I mean, he did pretty good to conceal it. <laughs> but God saw it. In Hebrews 4, 13, it says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Boy, better be careful. He said, I'd be better off. That's what he thought in his mind. I'd be better off having all these things than having the favor of God, the love of God, and the life that God gives. That's called the pride of life. The Bible says that David took Bathsheba. The result of that was murder, the death of a baby, the rape of his daughter, the death of a son, and rebellion. Affected a whole nation. One man's sin. Look what Eve <laughs> taking that fruit, handing it to her husband. 
Look what that did. May the Lord help us. There's a price for sin. Number two, we see Achan's punishment. We saw his confession, but now we look at the punishment. In verse 24, it says this, And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver and the garment, the wedge of gold, and his sons and his daughters, and his oxen, his asses, his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them into the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger, wherefore the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. Boy, the only way to escape the punishment of sin is to be sheltered by the blood of Jesus. There's a judgment coming. And there is a punishment coming for sin. All is going to be revealed in Revelations. In Revelations chapter 20. Revelations chapter 20. In verse 10 it says this, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the land in the book of in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. All's going to be revealed. All's going to stand. The day has already been appointed. In Acts 17 and verse 31 it says, Because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world, there has been an appointment made for all men. The judge has already been selected. In John chapter 5 and verse 22 it says, For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. How are you going to face Jesus one day? You're either going to face him at one judgment seat or another. You're either going to face him at the judgment seat of Christ because you made him your Savior. And you won't be judged for your sin because he paid for your sin. Or you're going to face him at the great white throne. And there, <laughs> you won't face him as a Savior. You're going to face him as a judge. We see the evidence has been gathered. In Matthew 12, 36, it says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Whew. Every bad word, every cuss word, every hateful speech, anything, every sin, <laughs> I want everything, so little as a word, all that evidence is being gathered. The witnesses have already been subpoenaed. 
In Matthew 12, 41, it says, The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Well, think about that. The queen of Sheba is going to stand. Boy, she came, but she left different. She, she believed. <laughs> Nineveh believed. Have you believed? Have you trusted Jesus as your Savior? Because if not, the witnesses have already been subpoenaed against you. <laughs> not only that, but the accused will all be present. Everybody that's not saved will be brought to this judgment. Achan's whole family here is going to die. Under the law, there was no mercy. <laughs> it's not there. I mean, the law demands justice. But thank God for the mercy of God. When we deserve to die in our sins, Jesus took our place. The only remedy in that day was for the accursed to be taken care of. But thank God that Jesus became a curse for us. And he took our place and he died for us. Where will you be found of him? I hope you're saved. If you're not saved, then beware. Your sin will find you out. If you're not saved, would you please call on the Lord and be saved today? Would you please humble yourself before it's eternally too late and call on the Lord and believe in Him that He died for you. He took your sin. You're a sinner. You deserve hell. You deserve all this punishment that we spoke about. We deserve that because of our sin. But Jesus took that sin in His body and died for us. He was buried. He rose again for our justification that we might become the righteous of God in Him. You need to believe that. You need to call on the Lord and be saved.